If I sound uh, a little sexier than usual this week, it's because I've got a nice dose of man flu. It's probably just an ordinary cold, but, you know, when you're a male, it feels like the end of the world. So um, either apologies or uh, you're welcome for the voice. (laughs) G'day, it's Peter and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting coat on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. Today I want to talk to you about uh, things like flex time and telecommuting and why employers need to embrace these ideas. Uh, plenty already are, of course, but um, there are probably just as many, if not more, still sitting on the fence and resistant to the idea. You know, millennials are sometimes described as entitled, lazy, narcissistic, and idealistic. But I think enlightened is more fitting. I'll explain why. People in their late 30s to early 50s, Gen Xs in other words, were raised by the post-war and boomer cohorts. They taught them that work offered comfort, order and security, qualities they valued following the Cold War, Vietnam and a string of high-profile assassinations. A lot of Gen Xs bought into this and as their prosperity grew, a culture of working to accumulate and working for status emerged. What you did became who you were, and who you were mattered. Keeping up with the Joneses became more valuable than things like work-life balance, uh, investing for retirement, time of the family, or doing work that mattered. Millennials, those in their early 20s to late 30s, seem to have a different set of values. They've grown up with cutting-edge technology, a diverse set of peers, both ethically, sexually, politically, and a potent mix of media influences more pervasive than in any previous generation. Many have grown up in dual-income or single-parent households, forcing them to build their values from sources outside of their time-poor parents. They've seen the folly of traditional work, the kind where you do something you hate for 40 years, just to buy enough stuff to make the pain go away. And despite the pressures of FOMO and the lure of insta-famous celebrity, they know that living to work and working to consume isn't all there is to life. They want something else. They want to make a difference somewhere. And they want to contribute in a way that doesn't sacrifice every other part of their life. They want to work, but they want a life too. There's a chance that your vaping vegan social influencer cousin thinks that work is a poop emoji. So yes, I am generalizing a bit. Each generation has its own lazy, entitled people who are allergic to hard work. But as with the similarities, every generation has its unique qualities too. And this one has a truckload of them. The stuff we now take for granted, the internet, Google, outsourcing, smartphones and social media have changed everything. Formal education is devaluing faster than a third world currency. Knowledge is free and infinite. The gatekeepers to global audiences have collapsed, and media outlets no longer monopolise narratives. Everyone can reach everyone else through a small device that we all carry in our pockets. Likewise, and getting to the point of this um, discussion, the traditional work setting is undergoing a seismic shift. It's no longer essential that everyone be in the same building to create something useful, 
not even the same continent. Looking for a team member by walking around the building seems quaint nowadays, when everyone carries a video conferencing device on them 24-7. Clocking on and off feels more like a bail condition than something work-related, and measuring employee value by attendance versus output borders on self-aggrandizement. In any relationship, commercial, personal, political or romantic, we need to ask the same questions. What outcome do I seek? What outcome do they seek? How can we both win? Failures in relationships occur when we skip one of these questions, or we pay them lip service. Seen in the context of an employer-employee relationship, the answers might look like this. For the employee, I want to feel that I'm valued for my work, no matter how or where I do it. I want to contribute to something important or work for a cause or a group of people I care about. I don't want to live just to work and commute. Why not telecommute? I want to see my family more, and flex time would allow that. I want to create a work environment where I am most productive and where I am trusted to produce. A home office free of distractions would help. Let's look at it from the perspective of the employer and what they want. They might say, I want to know that you're working towards my vision. I want you to find something in my vision that resonates with you and motivates you to produce without my urging. I want to know that I can reach you when I need you. I want you to stick around long enough for us to reach our goals together. And I want you to be loyal, honest, and dedicated to your role. So let's look at the third element, finding common ground, the agreement. With the agreement, we each know what the other wants. We've defined what we're each prepared to deliver. We've defined the metrics for our relationship. In other words, what we're measuring and what equals success. We have agreed on the things that must happen and when. We've agreed on the things that are flexible and where the edges are. We have defined possible failure points and what will happen if they're breached. And we're both committed to helping the other person get what they want. The temptation for both parties is to stay with what's comfortable, not because it's better, but because it's less comfortable to change. And like an old dog laying on a porch over a protruding nail, we'll groan every now and then, but never get off the nail. Millennials, though, have seen the nail. They've watched others, the Gen Xs, lament and regret, but never get up. Few are willing to follow them down that long grey line. Thankfully, modern businesses are embracing the change. Many are being founded by millennials themselves. The old guard, the businesses owned or run by Xs and boomers, need to rethink old paradigms. The world has changed, and with it, the people who dream, build, and create our future. If employers want to hang on to the enlightened generation, as I call them, they'll need to embrace things like flex time, telecommuting, and remote workers. Otherwise, they might just find themselves competing with them. And frankly, I don't like their chances. Anyway, that's enough from <clears throat> this gravelly-voiced man flu victim for this week. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me again on the Office Anywhere podcast. And until we chat again, here's to working and living on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya.